welcome to Tiny Victories, the show where we offer up minor accomplishments and fleeting joys. I'm Laura House. Annabelle is still out on book leave. Uh, you can find her on Twitter. But we have an incredible comedian guest host. She is Emmy nominated, a WGA award winner. She wrote for Conan for 11 years. She's author of, no kidding, one of my favorite books. I don't think I've ever said that to your face. Oh! It is a funny book about grief called Dead People Suck. She is co-host of Max Fun's Jackie and Lori show. Lori Kilmartin! Oh, thank you, Laura. I am Lori Kilmartin. And each week on the show, no matter what kind of week we've all had, we'll share one thing that gives us a reason to get out of bed. What we like to call a tiny victory. That's right. So thanks for joining us. For the next 15 minutes or so, we invite you to hit pause on your anxiety. If you can, you should stop worrying about Trevor crashing a plane to get views on YouTube. And I'll stop worrying about not getting my Peloton bike. And I'll stop worrying about not winning Jeopardy because I can't say Alexander Solzhenitsyn. Although, it looks like I said it. You can say it. Oh, that's uh, that's where you needed to be at that moment. Uh, and now let's get tiny. So coming up on the show, we're going to talk about tiny victories when striking out. Oh, mysterious. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, our first topic and probably our second topic, too, is uh, for everyone, to, if you haven't noticed, there was not a new Saturday Night Live recently. Um, you might be missing your favorite talk shows. There's the WGA is on strike. So, um, interestingly, me and Annabelle, uh, me and Annabelle, am I even a writer? (laughs) Lori Kilmartin and Annabelle Gerwich and myself, we're all WGA writers. We all, we all write for television. We're all on strike. If the WGA accepted the terms as is, kind of writing as a profession would cease. It would be unsustainable. Right. Uh, for generation, like for, like it would end today. So, but we also wanted to find some little bitty tiny victories. <laughs> In, we've we've been out on the picket lines. It it's hard on the feet and my mm. right hip. You know, like it's it's just walking, and, but it's walking on concrete and it's walking. And you know, for three to four hours of it does take a toll, uh, which is embarrassing because as a human, yes. this should be the minimum thing. <laughs> If you're able-bodied and your legs work, this should be like, you know, ground zero for you should be able to walk. Yes, that's the thing. Also, you're you're an athlete. Like, I'm not trying to rub it in your face, but like you're not. It must be. Here's what I. So were you part of the last strike in 07? I had a day job in 07. So I popped. It's weird because I popped in like once or twice in New York and I saw John Edwards speak, you know, at lunchtime and I I brought my son and people still remember that one time. Oh, wow. I, so if you are thinking of striking, people will remember if you show up. You mean your fr- your friends? Yeah, like half the Conan staff was there. I was just hanging out with them. And oh. then a couple years later, they're my coworkers. Not that that's going to happen with everything, but you know. For me, it's been really weird because uh I don't I don't think of myself as a particularly old person, but this is my second strike mm-hmm. <laughs> it seems like a once in a lifetime thing and it but it's the other strike was 15 years ago but i'm somehow 39 years older than i was <laughs> and, and I, I wore there's a certain kind of shoe that i'm not going to mention 
because they didn't work out for me. But it's a shoe that like everybody loves it. And I was like, oh, I'm going to wear these shoes. Like it's the kind of people are like, oh, this shoe. it's like I wasn't even walking all day. It's fantastic. <laughs> so day one, I wore my shoes and I was fine. Day two, I wore these amazing in quotes shoes. My back hurt for five days. Wow. I was like an old prospector. <laughs> yeah, I, I have bunions. And I, I don't oh. really talk about this a lot, Laura. Thanks for opening up. <laughs> well, that's my podcast spinoff is Hey Bunions. <laughs> Tiny Bunions. <laughs> Tiny Bunions. So yesterday what I did, because uh, I noticed by hour three, no matter what I'm wearing, my feet are just in pain. And so I brought a different, completely different type of shoe. I did the morning in, or did a couple hours in tennis shoes and then uh, maybe an hour and a half in flip flops. And the switch up really helped. That surprises me. Flip flops. Well, your feet expand, you know, as the day goes on and then your shoes get really tight. So I put on some, you know, some comfortable flip flops. They're not cutting into my feet. Even wide shoes are still foot foot shaped. Um, And they people don't (laughs) realize that the bunion is like a, a big toe that sticks out perpendicular to the foot. And it, they need to. Oh, got it. They need to really flare out. Yeah, you need like little hallways or something, or a peninsula of uh... <laughs> little. Yeah, I feel like that is a. It's a tiny. It's like one of these. No one wants to be on strike anywhere ever. Everybody mm-hmm. just wants you know fair compensation. Obviously, things have gotten really serious when it goes to a strike. But within the reality of a strike, there is like there is a tiny victory of kind of figuring out what works for you. Yes. <laughs> you were, we were about to say you had a little bag. Like what's in your little do you have like a little a go bag, like a little picket bag? Like these are my little all my things I need. Yeah, I'm still experimenting with that. I mean, the, mm-hmm. the, the separate pair of shoes was a was an eye eye opener yesterday. It really helped. That's huge. Um, Monday, I actually stood still for a long time and talked with somebody um, on at the universal lot and, uh, my feet, my, my toes almost melded together so that I, was just, it was just one solid because you stopped. I think so. And, and I don't know this, you know, I, I, I got some orthotics, so that made my shoe a little bit tighter. And I, I think at month two is when I'll really, uh, invest money in some shoes. I'm, I'm still sort of, you know, um, uh, duct taping old shoes and, you know, kind of putting them, trying to update them a little bit with orthotics. But if I really need to get some comfy Lori. walking shoes. Yeah. <laughs> we definitely need higher wages if you're duct taping your shoes. True. To strike. But it kind of, it kind of helps the cause, I guess. If you're like, look at us. <laughs> I know. <laughs> if I wear my Manolo Blahniks on the picket line. Um, oh my gosh. We'll, we'll get less sympathy. So yeah. Have you had any um, fun run-ins like on the line yeah just seeing friends I haven't seen in a while and then you know usually when I see people it's um on their podcast or uh (laughs) yes at a comedy club it's very brief and so to just to like walk for two or three hours with somebody you you know you just start there's lots of gossiping and it's 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 nice to hang out and see people uh, I've met a few people, you know, that we just start walking in a line and start talking. And that's that's cool. I don't know if I'll ever see them again, but that's always a nice skill to be able to have. Yeah. And then just to go, all right, I'll 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 just walk solo and maybe I'll catch up with somebody or somebody will recognize me or I'll recognize them and we'll walk together for a little bit. I think the thing about managing your, like, if, trying to figure out, well, 
you know, how, how much should I strike? And, and even if I'm in pain or, mm. or something, or if I'm just really burnt, I mean, other people are working at working harder, so they must be more burnt out than me. So what right do I have to be burnt out and all that kind of stuff. And uh, th- that is a hard one to, you know, sh- shut down and try to try to do the right thing, you know, for yourself and also to be uh, contributing. I agree. It's hard. And it's also it's week two. I know. <laughs> so that's 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 where it's really like like, oh, yeah, I I think of it as like, look, it's a there's kind of a victory in there of like, well, how do I you know, I show up for this cause I show up for my union. I show up for other people. And then also like, okay, well, where am I taking care of myself? Or because it's, you know, it's so complicated because it's like we're also not working and have to sustain ourselves and have to right. sustain our health. And I'm I'm now 98 years old. And now how do I, <laughs> you know, yeah. whatever. Like a new shoe, I think, is a, is a nice little like tiny victory within the strike of like, oh, here's the footwear I need figured out. And then my tiny victory with the strike, my main one is uh, I pick a date. Like I'm I'm not sure I'll even, like I find you heroic to just like, I'll go down there by myself. I won't leave the house unless I'm like, okay, I'm meeting oh, right. Gemma down on the line. I make dates. I have to walk. Like it's similar like with exercise. Like I'll just not do a basic thing to take care of myself <laughs> unless I somehow make it a social appointment. Like <laughs> it may be an element of uh, shame motivation. I don't want to disappoint. I don't want to leave you hanging. So <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right, right, right. So I have to like claim I'll be there at a certain time. <laughs> I live so close to Disney and Warner brothers that, um, you know, I could just walk. Right. And, and actually very embarrassingly, I, I drove like a couple streets closer. Cause I real after Monday, I was like, when I was done walking, I was like, I can barely walk across the street to the lift pickup. Oh yeah. Walking there and then walking home. Oh. Walking home is a, an extra punishment I wasn't anticipating. So I, like I parked a couple streets closer ah. and then this morning, like some writers were walking by my kitchen window. <laughs> I was like, all right, they're they're parking further away than I so am. So you, you were like, oh, people are even walking further away. I would have asked yeah. for a ride home. I have to now. I'm wondering if I'm just a giant baby, but I just I have to like. You can only post so many pictures, so we we never post right. the pictures of like. Here's my foot. Here's a right. here's a picture of my backache. You know, here's a picture mm-hmm. of my bank account where money is just going one way out. Right, right. You know, if you look online, I feel like some people are uh, like you. You tweeted a great thing that was like, "Here's what people think is happening on the picket line," and it's like <laughs> a old Italian painting or whatever, like an, a Roman orgy. Yeah. And then here's what's really happening, and it's just like sh- shockingly harrowing foot pain. <laughs> yeah, I, I a producer had she put up a bad tweet this morning that she's being quote tweeted to death. She said, hey, writers, just from a producer's point of view, a lot of us are losing our jobs because of the strike and you're out there, you know, finding love on the picket line and having a great time. And everyone's like, yeah, we're not working either. No one's working. This is, and this is bigger than us. And what do you, yeah. what do you, we're, yeah. you know, we're not out here uh, sexing on Barham. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yes. Exactly. It's not even talking about it is so weird because it's like, well, we want to find, you know, what were the highlights or good things within it. But it's like the good things in this big, giant, terrible 
bad thing. My my friend won't smile in a strike picture because he's like he's like no, I have strike face because it's so serious for so many people. I'm like, but you still have to like find the fun in it and anyway. Oh, I think you need to make it look fun so other writers come out. I know there's other writers that aren't yeah. coming out and they're like intimidated. It's totally understandable. They don't have a they don't have yes. a buddy or a date. And just make it seem like, hey, just pick up a sign and walk with us and we'll have a conversation. It'll be fine. Pick up a sign and walk if you're a writer, a Mm -hmm. pre-writer. Starbucks people are joining in. There's a choreographer's union that just started in March. It just started two (laughs) months ago and they're out there and they did a a little dance from Greece about it. Like I, it was, yeah, you, I mean, that's kind of the whole, you have to make it fun yeah. In some way because it inherently is super duper not fun. Right. Um, we're going to take a quick break and then come back and, and revisit that. But uh, this, but we're going to let you hear from another show on the network. Trans representation in media is at an all time high with trans entertainers gracing the screens large and small. But trans voices, especially black trans voices, are rarely centered in our own stories. That's why we bring you a new limited series called We See Each Other, the podcast, co-hosted by me, journalist, and better half of the Max Fun Podcast, Fanta, Travel Anderson, and me, award-winning journalist and media personality, Shar Jossel. All of it is based on my book, We See Each Other, A Black Trans Journey Through TV and Film. Now listen, folks, we're having a very different kind of conversation. It's giving kitchen table talk. Mm-hmm. We get into the discourse honey tune into we see each other the podcast at maximumfun.org or wherever you get slayworthy audio welcome back to tiny victories i'm laura house and i am Lori kilmartin and and welcome how is it going for you i feel like it's a tiny victory having you on the show (laughs) it's the tiniest of victories for you it might be your smallest one yet No, I think it's it's you said something in the in the earlier part of um when we're picketing we get to see friends we never get to see and it's it's kind of this tiny like you and I both have a uh, you know your Conan writer friend Brian Kylie he was the first guy I ran into like old friend that I ran into Oh neat and you're like walking it we're like walking in circles at Radford and then you'll kind of see, it's kind of funny you'll see someone coming the other way like see, it's like seeing on the up and the down escalator. <laughs> like yes. you see someone coming on the other side of the circle coming the other way and you get that like at first the brain doesn't recognize oh this is yeah. my friend and then you kind of oh ah friend good and then either you hop the line and join them or they hop the line and join yeah. you and then it just feels like this fun reunion um and it's always moving and, and yeah, that's people jump really... off to different groups and then you're you just nod as you w- yes. walk by each other again yeah 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 it's it's a good lesson in dealing with that sort of uh oh what, what do i say when i see someone again you know like you just kind of nod and say hi and <laughs> and maybe we're all out of practice because of uh you know lockdown and covid and stuff so that's really true too it's a very weird thing to happen i've also found so there's celebrities i mean also the the actors guild their contract expires soon so they're always in solidarity with the writers because if we're getting squeezed they're getting it also so it's but there's people you can be starstruck by yeah like roy kent uh has been on many of the yeah he's like brett goldstein is out there and i consider it a personal tiny victory that i i don't bother him yeah 
I totally. <laughs> he gets mobbed. I bet. I bet. I saw Tim Robinson a couple days ago and I was like, oh, oh wow. <laughs> but, you know, uh, he was sort of la- laying low. So I, then I was like, is that Tim Robinson? Yeah, of course. And then uh, that, it was just a lot of like, <laughs> oh, okay. Yesterday, I was walking with Brian and we saw Quinta Brunson of Abbott Elementary, oh, yes. who is like pulled off a miracle in this like day yes. of eight episode, you know, seasons that, la- that are every year and a half. And she's got like a, a half hour that's really funny and original on a network. It's not like one of those half hours where you're like, oh, I guess it has its audience. It's like, it's really funny. So she basically created um, an office, right? But she, but I'm, I imagine from what I understand about what's happening with residual money, she's not in the situation as the guy who created the office, even though she should be because of the oh. powerhouse that she has created. You know what I mean? Yes, I, I agree. And that is like the the big thing for people who don't know that we're – that's part of one of the bi- in in addition to being replaced with robots. That's <laughs> one of the big things that we're that is has led to the strike is every everything on streaming. The streamers are like, "What? We don't have to pay residuals for this. We we barely even make any money here." And people are like, "You're rerunning it again and again. Like you have to honor the same contract you have for network." Here's my little tiny story from the other day, which is uh, a friend of mine called. He said, I have a really bizarre question for you. And he's a writer friend. So that was intriguing. And then he said, listen, um, Imagine Dragons wants to play outside of Netflix. <laughs> and at first it was going to be acoustic. He said, I I was working with one of them and and that's how I'm insanely the point person. He said it was going to be acoustic, but then they want to plug in. So an assistant, like a manager's assistant, asked for music equipment. Here came the question. He goes, the only musician I know is your fiance, Brian. (laughs) (laughs) And my brain is like, but we're not, I don't own a studio. I don't have, we don't have, like, I just kind of want to like hang up and just moonwalk away and pretend I, what? I'm going in a tunnel and just pretend like, I often don't feel like I can be helpful and I don't know what to say. But instead, this was my tiny victory we helped and we actually it led to they did play and Brian actually Brian called a guy and then called somebody at the musicians union who connected him with a guy who got the equipment there. But it's a tiny victory in that one, I actually answered the call. And <laughs> even though I basically just said, Brian, you take it. And then a tiny victory because we just did little tiny things. Mm-hmm. And then this kind of neat event happened i i hope he can handle the pressure of being a comedy writer's <laughs> musician he's pr- in a way the only musician i know <laughs> we all know comedians who wish they were musicians but uh but to know an actual musician is pretty impressive it's a totally neat thing so that is it for this week's show uh Lori, thank you so much for uh coming on we didn't get to a, a listener call today but i want to thank everybody who calls in Please keep them coming. You can always call the Tiny Victory Hotline at 323-285-1675. You can also email us at tinyvictories at maximumfun.org. And help us get the word out about the show. Please tell your friends, family, or 
or anyone you think needs a little bit of goodness in their lives. Thanks to the only musician we know, Brian Swartz, for our theme music. <laughs> our, our producer is Laura Swisher. Our editor is Nihar Patel. We'll see you next week. In the meantime, may you have tiny victories that rise up against crushing corporate greed. This is a production of Maximum Fun. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.